Um, all right, so everyone can hear me fine. Uh, I guess I've given up on the voice mod thing. Yay! I know you're all so very disappointed that you won't hear me sound like a vacuum cleaner ghost anymore. I mean, it worked fine the first time you did it, but then after that, it was strange. Like, it just didn't (laughs) work right, so... And you turned it on by accident more than you turned it on intentionally, so... (laughs) Yeah. All right, um, so... South of Crowsfoot, on the far side of Char Hollow, and across the Dusk River is Dunslaw, the poorest district of Duskwall. The dilapidated shacks of Duskwall shantytown cling to the inside of the southern electroplasmic fence. The people make their living in the mire a massive mud quarry with rich veins of precious ores from an ancient celestial impact. Dunslaw is predominated in the Iron Hook pri- by the Iron Hook Prison, a towering metal fortress from the old days retrofitted to be a prison of the Immortal Emperor's or after the Immortal Emperor's Unification War. For the past month, Cliffclaw has been serving his sentence, toying away in the nearby labor camp, breaking apart large rocks pulled from the mire, packing ores onto barges to be sent to the nearby rail station. Uh, so, Cliff, how has your time in Ironhook been? Yeah, uh, uh, not great. Uh, I kind of expected when I made the decision to turn myself in, it would be more boring sitting in cells. Uh, I guess I didn't really think about the prison camp when I did that, which is uh, weird because I'm a lawyer and you think I would, <laughs> but uh, I guess that just didn't cross my mind. So, You're not a, I mean, if you were a good lawyer, you wouldn't be a criminal. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It is true. Um, I certainly wasn't expecting back-breaking labor, but that's certainly what this past month has been. And uh, I'm just trying to serve out my sentence. You know, I don't think, uh, based on the role we had last time, it wasn't great. I was hoping to use this opportunity to make some connections here, but it's just been, I'm just too focused on uh, serving out the sentence and getting it over with to to really do anything here. But, uh, you know, at least the heat will be off our backs. It's true. Uh, it definitely got the heat off your back. Not only did you lose a wanted level, but it also cleared your whole heat track. So that, on top of getting Baza Baz to take the blame for everything going on in Crow's Foot, yeah, y'all have no heat and no wanted level now. So you served your time, you've done your civic duty, and now today is the day of your release. Uh, After some brief paperwork with no fanfare, Cliff finds himself a free man outside the tall fence of the prison. Uh, Who's waiting for Cliff? So I guess no one's waiting for Cliff. No, I'll be waiting. Somewhere today, wasn't there a thing? The date's something on the calendar, but why? I will wait for Cliff. For Cliff. It's been so long you even forgot what his name was. Whatever. Who gives a shit? I'm waiting for him. Whatever his name is, I'm there. Kind of hunched right. by the side so of it... the road. Alright, so yeah, Iskra is waiting there for you. With a cart, I hope. A cart? I guess we're just gonna walk all the way back. Yeah, you walk on <laughs> Yeah, I don't think y'all have a cart. <sighs> we don't have a cart. I took the bus. Okay. Uh, there's no bus. There, I mean, there's like the donkey bus, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or no, what do they use? Goats, right? It's goat it's labor. Goats. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think we have access to much of anything unless we want to rent a boat, go up the canals. 
I'm sure Cliff is yearning to just to stroll and spread spread his legs. You know, that's not yeah. I guess that's right? fair. Uh, stretch, <laughs> stretch his legs. There we go. Uh, yeah, I guess I mean, we'll look, maybe the, I'm not judging. Do what you want. You're an adult. I think he would have done enough of that in prison, but. But I mean, maybe that's why he didn't make so many connections in prison. True. There were connections; they just weren't the good kind. Yeah, I'll uh, well, I'll leave. I kind of set up a appointment, I guess, to reach out to the gang, but only Iskra, you know, at least pretends to care enough about me to to meet me out the doors. That's because uh, Sophia is busy preparing uh, good food and drink back at the law office for you to have. It was going to be a surprise, but you had to ruin it with your moroseness. I'll take it. Nice save. Also, Iskra's there to talk to the prison medic and kind of forgot that you were getting out today until he mentioned it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. That's part of why I'm here. Oh, you were trying to score some dead prisoner bodies? What do you mean trying to? I got And me you some don't have parts. a cart? I have pockets. <laughs> They're not going to give me an You're going to put a body in your got... pocket? I said parts. You don't listen. Okay. So you're going to put some parts in your pockets. They're in jars. And then you found out that Cliff was getting out. So there's like this big, long, wrapped body uh, for him to carry <laughs> home with you. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is great. It's rolled in a carpet. Yep. All right. Well, it's a long and hungry walk from Ironhook to Charter Hall. Uh, as you walk, you notice flyers hung on lampposts, crumbled in the gutters, and littered on the streets for a new restaurant opening tonight in the docks, uh, Briscoe's Noodle Palace, advertising a wide assortment of fresh mushroom noodles, toppings, sauces, and broths. As you cross streets, you hear urchins on the corners calling about it over the din of the traffic. Uh, but finally, you arrive back in Charter Hall at the law offices of Bob Claw. Uh, so, y'all, what's happened in the past month while Cliff was in prison and y'all had the run of his law office? There was a long list of things that need to get done that no one is taking care of, Cliff. A stack of to-dos. I used some of his letterhead to draw up a uh, fake diploma for myself. So now I, now I am also a lawyer. I'm co-partner. <laughs> Put my name on the door and everything. You know, I don't know if the city really cares that much about certifications. So who knows? It might work. In game, what did we get as a for our crew at the end of the last one? You picked up some cohorts, the punch throats. Right, the punch throats. Oh, y'all uh, picked up Anointed. You gain plus one die resistance rolls to supernatural threats and one die the healing rolls when you have supernatural harm. Right. Well, I mean, I was figuring my character was going to be spending some time on figuring out this rock thing. But like in the meantime, probably also like, you know, Virgil spent some time, you know, growing up on the streets. So... Probably setting the punch throats to work, like training them up on being our spies, whisper listeners. You can tell them to do that, but they're kind of, the name says it all, what their skill set is. Yeah, they're, good at, they're good at punching. And they can't learn anything else? Um, I mean, they can. I think as you uh, increase in tier, your cohorts get better. Okay. 
So I could try and teach them to be crafty and trickstery and uh, spy-y, but it ain't gonna stick. Is that what you're trying to tell me? It won't stick yet. It's just gonna take some more time and some more uh, okay. training to get them up to that level. I All think right. that's how cohorts work. Okay, wait, here we go. So when you create a cohort, give them one or two edges and a number of flaws. So are they fearsome, independent, loyal, or tenacious? And their flaws are principled, savage, unreliable, or wild. So what do you guys think the co the punch throats would be? What do you think their edges are going to be? What do you want, two, two and two? So you can choose one or two of each. They've got to be balanced. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. And right now, their type is that they are thugs, killers, brawla brawlers, and roustabouts. They can gain an additional type by spending two crew upgrades. So when you're leveling up your crew, you can level up your punch throats, and then you'd be able to add skulks to them, which would make them scouts, infiltrators, and thieves. Or rooks, con artists, spies, socialites. And you said that they're currently thugs. Is that what you said? They are currently thugs, yes. I see. So the edges, again, fearsome. Cohort is terrifying in aspect and reputation. Independent, the cohort can be trusted to make good decisions and act on their own initiative in the absence of direct orders. With a name like Punch Throats, I feel like they're not independent. Loyal, the cohort cannot be bribed or turned against you. That seems like that would be nice. Uh, or tenacious, the cohort won't be deterred from a task. I like loyal and tenacious Yeah. Um, as our positives, either I like, one. I like loyal and independent. Really? With a name like Punch Throats? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's more they, they can be anything. It's a, yeah, they can do anything. If, if we're just going by the name, they got to be fearsome. Yeah. But I don't I really so. need that. So yeah. independent, the cohort can be trusted to make good decisions and act on their own initiative in the absence of direct orders. Now, granted, like I assume Jeremy is essentially controlling these people, so they, that would mean they have to do what Jeremy thinks is a good idea. So do we like that? I just feel like what it means is that if we, if we send them a mission and there's a there's an obstacle, they won't just stare at it like idiots. They will right. attempt to That's solve true. the obstacle okay. in a way that makes sense. Gotcha. So I, I could uh, sure I, I could I could think independent works. Let's see if the uh, flaws. Yeah, remember that edges are things that work in your favor, so I'm not going to try to twist those around to make them... I was trying to make a joke, Jeremy. Just, just a joke. Look, when you make so, too many jokes about Jeremy's... Yeah, game, I mean, we know Jeremy. He would definitely would twist those around. <laughs> but now we've got it on tape, so that's good. <laughs> uh, principled, so here are our flaws. Principled, the cohort has an ethic or values that it won't betray. Savage... The cohort is excessively violent and cruel. Unreliable. The cohort isn't always available due to other obligations uh, or stupefaction from their vices. Or wild. The cohort is drunken, debauched, and loudmouthed. I picture these guys as like basically a bunch of football hooligans who are just <laughs> yeah. looking for a Donnybrook. You know, they're like the they're like the mechanic in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He doesn't care why Indiana Jones is there. He's just happy that he gets to fight to fight a guy. Right, so I feel <laughs> yeah. like I feel like principled because they, they they'll only they'll only fight with their fists. They just want to punch people up. They don't care about like if we're like here, take these guns or you know take take these knives and go. Nope, they. I like that in punchers. fiction. I do like that in fiction. Yeah. <laughs> so they're... and then I think wild because I think they're like they get a little rowdy before they yeah. <laughs> go punch. <things>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're looking at for their flaws, principled. 
because they refuse to fight with anything but their fists and wild they get drunk beforehand so then for our edges our positives we were talking about independent the cohort can be trusted and then we would give them another edge i like i like loyal yeah loyal the cohort can't be bribed to turn against you yeah yeah there uh, there are hooligans you know but tenacious also makes sense the cohort won't be deterred from the task true that one makes sense. Not, I, I would take that... Tenacious over... Or I would like Loyal over Tenacious, but I would be okay with Tenacious. So I, I like Loyal for sure because of the issues we've had. I think if we're, we're both playing them as soccer hooligans, I don't know if Independent... I don't really see them being like, you know, smart agents on our behalf. Mm. I see them... Like, they're just hanging out in the pub until we call them up, at which point they'll knock some heads together. But okay. they won't, like, do it. That's kind of my, my thinking, so... I would think, I think the other ones make sense too. Fearsome, you know, if these are a bunch of guys that only punch things, I think that's something to be feared. But uh, Tenacious could work as well. Once they get drunk and they decide they're going to beat somebody up, they do it. Yeah. Tabitha, do you have any any opinions for Edges? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I think um, Loyal and Fearsome are probably would get the most votes. Is that fair? I think that works out of the best as far as what we're portraying these guys. Okay. Sure. So All right. it is written. So they are loyal and fearsome. Yep. As well as principled and wild. All right. So right now their quality is one. Uh, so like if you're using them as thugs, their quality is one. If you wanted to use them as adepts, rooks, rovers, or skulks, then their quality is gonna be uh, zero if you're trying to do something that their type does not apply to. If it's something that makes sense for a thug to do, they're a lot better than, than not. Also, you can lead them in a group action as well. When you send a cohort to achieve a goal, roll their quality to see how it goes, or a PC can oversee the maneuver by laying a group action. If you direct them with orders, roll command. If you participate in the action alongside, roll the appropriate action. And then they can take harm, just like people can. So uh, I think the last thing we had said sort of game-wise was you had asked um, what we were doing when we weren't in prison. (laughs) Yeah, so like that was kind of covered by the uh, downtime activities that we did last time. Um, Yeah. I just wanted to know, like, narratively, how have y'all been keeping up with the law offices? Have you made, like, major renovations to it, or... No, I mean, I put my name up on the on the wall, right? Not my name, you know, but a name. What's the name? Uh, you know, Thorson. Forsum? Th- Thorson? Like, Thorson. Big lightning murderer? Yeah. Seemed, seemed right. appropriate. Uh, what is the anointed uh, ability that y'all have look like now? Well, I, I had an idea there because Virgil just made me think about it. But I feel like the anointed is that all of us are, in the meantime, we've basically made all of ourselves partners in this law firm. So all, if you're like, that's our way of anointing ourselves is we are like now all, all credentialed poorly as lawyers. And that's our that's like the perfunctory, you know, theater we go through to get resistance against harm and threats. Yes, because uh, becoming lawyers protects you against supernatural threats. <laughs> if you believe it in yourself, that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, if you eat enough law books, you'll 
you'll not have any problem with ghosts. That's what I've found. Yeah. This is like the opposite of Call of Cthulhu. The more knowledge you have, the more resilient you are. <laughs> yeah. You just disbelieve in ghosts. So what are y'all gonna do now that Cliff is back to celebrate his homecoming? And why is it going to Briscoe's Noodle Palace? Yeah, it sounds like we're going to Briscoe's Noodle Palace. <laughs> Briscoe's Noodle Palace, wow. I mean, this is a place that y'all have all been hearing about for a while. Briscoe has spared no expense in getting the word out over the past uh, couple of weeks uh, leading up to his Noodle Palace grand opening. It's not that far away. It's actually kind of like halfway between where you're at and the uh, warehouse that y'all fought those uh, Scofflanders in when you were trying to get the good juice. We have a map for this. Maybe? Do you need a good map? I can yeah. send you the docs map. Uh, no, here I'll bring you guys to it. Nice. Well, you know, um, or well, no, you said that we're gonna go from the prison there. Well, they they went from the prison to the law office. Right. And I get the feeling that none of y'all remembered that Cliff got out <laughs> of prison owns the today. Place? <laughs> is what it yeah. sounds like. Maybe Sophia did, because she did say that she was making a nice meal. I, I just got some alcohol to pregame. <laughs> I mean, Sophia's welcome is basically like, welcome back. That was prison. I don't care. Here's a drink. <laughs> so I, 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 I pat Cliff on the back and say, oh, well... You know, now that we're partners and all, we thought we'd, uh, you know, celebrate and by going to this uh, Noodle Palace place. Sound sound good to Yins? So outside my office, there's a sign and now says Claw and Sons and Thorson. <laughs> so I'm just going to, you know, I'm just tired. I just, I'm not going to, you know, fight it at this point. Yeah, I just need a drink. Let's let's go get some grub. I think we could settle for Claw at all. Claw at all. <laughs> Claw at all. <laughs> Claw and doom. Yeah, I'm just exhausted, man. I just need a dip drink, a big bowl of noodles. By Briscoe, my man. We start heading toward the Noodle Palace, uh, just on foot, I think. There are, like, no other options. Well, except for boating, there's no other options. We're always on foot. <laughs> I pretty, I pretty much walked the entire length of Duskfall today. Thank you. <laughs> it is true. I mean, didn't didn't you get super yoked in prison though? Not really. <laughs> I just got super tired. How much punching did you do in prison? How much punching? Yeah, it's your vice, bro. Oh yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I probably did some punching. You weren't a model model prisoner to get out faster. You know, I'm just a, a lawyer, you know, maybe not entirely bookish, but if I'm seeing, you know, a group of people that could break me, destroy me, I'm not going to start a whole lot of fights, you know? Pat him on the back again, making you spill your drink a little bit, I'm sure. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Down it and get another so one. It would be great, you know, after, you know, dinner, maybe tomorrow, can you just kind of bang out like a quick, like lawyer, like lesson for me? You know, because I'm pretty sure I got it all. I don't really want to be in court or nothing. I just want to, like, bring in that, get him in the ribs a little bit, like that lawyer money I know you got. Well, I could use, I could certainly use an assistant. Uh, do you know how to alphabetize things? I, I look at him blankly. Is that like, what What do you mean by, by that? So you know how the letter A becomes before the letter B, right? Letters. Yes. Yes, I, I read. Yeah. So. I can alphabet. So the alphabet has an order to it, and you organize it by that order to make things easier to find. I nod. 
I nod. <laughs> are you are you paying attention? Are you not, are you nodding off already? No, no. It's just yeah. That's that's work for tomorrow. Right now, I just need to relax. All right. Well, uh, y'all set out again from Claw et al. Uh, yeah, y'all are across the street there from Giant Park, the overgrown, glowing purple park that once promised to feed all of Duskwall until the uh, foliage in there was found to be incredibly toxic to human life. You turn north and cross into Crow's Foot over Candle Bridge. Crow's Foot has changed very little in the time that you've been in Prison Cliff. It's still kind of run down, but uh, still kind of grungy and grimy, but it still is the familiar streets, familiar businesses. Uh, as y'all pass by the Red Sash Sword Academy, you notice that they seem to have rebuilt a little bit from their battles with the Lamp Blacks, and there are a couple of uh, new faces, a couple of old faces that you recognize in there. Uh, they've definitely, as you're crossing the district, it does seem to be a lot more quiet uh, than it was when the war was going on. It seems to have gone back to business as usual, with Rorik and Lissa's body enacting control over the whole district and the Red Sashes have actually gotten a little bit stronger since they were able to take over the Lamp Black's territory. Uh, but you cross through the Devil's Furnace and turn north to cross Devil's Bridge. Briscoe's Noodle Palace is right on your left. Uh, this building had been abandoned the last time that you had come this way. It had been some kind of warehouse of some sort, but it now has a fresh coat of paint on it. The roof has been replaced with red tile, fresh, clean red tile. And there is a delicious aroma wafting out the open door. Uh, there's a lot of noise coming in there too. It definitely sounds like there's a lot of people here for Briscoe's grand opening. The line doesn't look too long though. What kind of, what kind of people are in line? Are they like upscale, like um, citizens slumming it from whatever that upscale part of the town is, or what? Yeah, I mean, like, there's people from Brightstone uh, that look like they just got off of work, and they're with some of their co-workers chatting idly in the line. Uh, you see some of the coal miners from Coal Ridge. There are a couple of people that Cliff might have recognized from uh, Dunslaw. Some of the, the mud rakes that were down there. Uh, from the quarry have made it all the way up here too. Like word about Briscoe's has uh, spread across all of Duskwall and there seems to be a lot of people excited about it. There's obviously not everyone is here, but there's, there's definitely a lot of people from all over the place. But uh, after a short wait in the line, y'all are led inside. It looks like uh, what Briscoe wound up doing is he like a portion off uh, the back part of this old warehouse to turn into his kitchen and has a lot, a lot, a lot of seating available. There's probably a good uh, 75 to 100 people uh, seated here. Uh, there are big, long row house style benches with, with tables on either side, kind of cafeteria style. Uh, there's also some booths on the outer edges for people who want a little bit of a quieter 
bit. Uh, there's a uh, wet bar with a counter that is completely full right now. Uh, that seems to be pretty close to the kitchen. Uh, and there are constantly waiters coming out of the back carrying trays full of steaming bowls of fresh mushroom noodles. Cliff, from uh, what sort of food have you been eating in Coleridge? I mean, whatever, you know, slop they gave us. Yeah. Some sort of uh, was... gruel, really. So at this point, any solid food, <laughs> you know, much less any food with flavor, is uh, a welcome, been a welcome addition. Yeah, so there, this is definitely causing you to, like, salivate at the smell of it. It smells incredible. Uh, and to the rest of you, like, it smells really good as well. Like, uh, every now and again, you guys will treat yourself to some fresh eel or to some mush dogs, you know, different things like that. But this is definitely a treat. And when you look at the menu prices, they don't seem exorbitant either. It's pretty, pretty reasonably priced. So let's go to Iskra. Iskra, what do you order? Like, uh, what what toppings do you want, and what sort of sauce do you want on your noodles? I'm going to get um, mushrooms and meat chunks in brown gravy. There we go. Uh, is it the surprise meat chunks, or do you splurge on the fresh eel? Ooh, I really like eel, though. I'm going to splurge. Yeah? There you go. So it's mushroom noodles with mushrooms and eel chunks. Delicious. All right. Sophia, what do you order? There's, there's this nice one thing in the menu where it's, it's got really, really small, like, tiny dumplings in there. It's not, not a hard-boiled egg, but, like, it's almost like scrambled egg, but, but it's they, they do it, like, in, in an egg-shaped container. So it's little, like, slices of scrambled egg atop the noodles. It's quite good. That does sound really good. Uh, Virgil, what is it that you order? I'm going to get the, the grub, the noodles with grubs. So you're going to get fresh grubs on your noodle? How fresh are they? I guess the fresh ones. I have a choice. They're still yeah. wiggling. You want the it's super cl- fresh ones? day of release. You should, like, splurge a little. I said go. what I wanted. All right, so you get the noodles with the wiggling grubs in them. What sort yep. of broth are they swimming in? No broth. No broth? Just, Just noodles and grubs. Noodles? Makes it easier All for right. them to escape if there's broth. So. <laughs> All right, Cliff, what is it that you order? One of everything. <laughs> I am... I am eating like Goku tonight. All right. Got that anime table going on. Just happy to be eating anything for real. So, yeah. Uh, So did you guys sit down at the long table or did you grab a booth or did you want to wait for a spot at the bar for everyone? I don't want to wait. First available table. We want a booth so we can talk skeeves and things. We don't need to be around other people right now. Let's make a roll. Let's get this heist started. An eating roll? Yeah. A dinner roll. Yeah, we're going to make a dinner roll. So... How long can uh, Virgil go before he upchucks these uh, grubs? I mean, I could I could sway <laughs> the uh, the concierge and giving us the best, like a second second story table overlooking the dining room. It's like really, really slick and nice. I like that idea. Why don't you make a roll, see if you can pull that off? Or position and uh, outcome? Just risky standard. A five. There you go. A five. So, yeah, you uh, you don't get a like a private balcony. Uh, like you, there's like a balcony up there, but there's a few tables up there, 
And I'm going to say that there's some people that you recognize up there. My Lara Clev is up there, and so is Lissa. Lissa is sitting there with a woman that you don't recognize and a man that you do. A man dressed in a military uniform that Iskra antagonized the last time she saw him. This asshole. Yep, that is Karth Oris. Karth. In the Akarosi style uniform. Uh, if I can do this for a, like a one stress flashback, I'd like to do this. If it's going to take more than that, then I don't. But I feel like, so I mean, Lissa is, being in, is still inhabited by Rorik. That's right, because so Lissa's spirit but, oh. is currently, Virgil still has it halved. Oh, no, so her spirit's taken away. Sorry, so there's, it's not like Rorik is sometimes in Lissa and sometimes not. He's like full-time Lissa now. I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah okay. So yeah. So we, that, I was I was gonna flashback to set up some kind of sign, but we don't need to because there's no it doesn't work that way. So we're fine. I'll just uh, as we walk past their table, I'll, I'll give him a nod, just a, a uh-huh. curt, you know, what's up. When uh, when he notices you, he gives the very like slightest of nods as well, and turns his attention back to the woman he's talking to. Before too long, you all get your food, and you are. Munch, munch, munching away. We're gonna make an engagement roll at this point. It's one die for sheer luck. Uh, and I might give you an extra die for being up here on the balcony. So y'all can roll two dice, whoever wants to roll that. I can roll it. Two dice for the engagement roll. Four plus a six, so a six. So y'all are gonna be in a controlled position. So who notices the weird stuff going on downstairs first? Sophia's watching the table full of our friends and allies, mostly, so she does not notice anything going on downstairs. Could I have seen something in the ghost field? You could have seen the absence of something in the ghost field, uh, because there are no ghosts present for quite a while around this building. Yeah, I think Virgil would have noticed that. I was like, man, there's, there's no ghosts around. It's weird. Like, ghosts aren't everywhere, everywhere in Duskwall, but there's definitely a lot of them. And it's not very often that you find a place like this that ghosts are just are not present at all for a wide, a wide area around it. Uh, so, yeah, you're noticing that. And actually, make a, a tune roll. Did you say it's a controlled position? Yeah, you're going to be controlled. So standard controlled, effect? Yeah, standard effect. Okay, a six. Two and a six. A six. A six. Like, you uh, are eating your noodles, and, uh, like, you get so, like, into the noodles that you just slip into the ghost field a little bit. Like you do. That good, huh? Yeah, exactly. You notice both that there is not very many ghosts around, confirming that suspicion, and also that there seems to be some sort of powerful electroplasmic force in Briscoe's kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I, I sort of turned to Cliff, who I imagine is sort of gorging himself. Yep. How many bowls are empty so far, Cliff? We kind of started, so probably just like two. Did you get the never-ending <laughs> pasta bowl at Olive Garden? <laughs> hey, man, it's when you're here, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> pasta pass. <laughs> so I'm like, hey... Cliff, 
Because, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it's kind of noisy, right? So I'm sitting beside Cliff because, like, we're lawyer buddies now. So I'm like, Cliff, I, I think there's... Well, how, how are your noodles? Are they all right? Oh, Mine are yeah. pretty good. Well, really good. But, yeah, and I, like, stab one of the grubs and suck it down like uh, Timon and Pumbaa. And, and I'm like, <laughs> I think, you know, the kitchen, there's a lot of energy over there. And there ain't no ghosts around, which, you know... It's kind of makes me a little confused. They're all over the place where we are. So what do you what do you think that could be? I mean, have I seen anything that's this powerful, Jeremy? Like, um, maybe Satara. I think that maybe if the chef had mad magic powers, that could make some sense as to what I'm seeing. I mean, I could tell you right here that the chef has magical powers, and I'm going to raise my empty <laughs> bowl up, you know, to summon a, a waiter to come over and, you know, give me another another bowl of this. This is good. I'm just glad there are no ghosts around, you know? I've, I got enough ghosts after our little escapade from a month ago, and, you know, if I don't if I don't see another ghost for a long time, I will be a happy camper. Yeah, I mean, I, I've just gotten so used to getting them to, like, tie my shoes and stuff with my compel powers that it's... I got, I've had a shoe untied for like three blocks because there wasn't no ghosts around to tie it for me. So I don't know. It's a, I'm a little, it's a little bit weird. I turn to Iskra, who's like, a, I, like across the table. And I'm like, Iskra, what do you think of the food? Is it magically delicious? I have inhaled my food so fast that I didn't really taste it, but I'm not throwing up. So I'm guessing it's good. So I just sort of like cross my arms and I'm like, I'm keeping my third eye open to the ghost field. But I don't, I don't take any action specifically. All right. Uh, Sophia, what'd you say that you were doing? Uh, I'm just watching and trying, not not trying to listen in, but I mean, trying to listen in and hear what's going on and watch what's going on at our table full of, I guess, mostly allies and maybe one military guy who doesn't like one of us. To be clear, uh, Mylera Clev, the leader of the Red Sashes, is at a separate table. Okay, so they just both happen to be here. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I'm just watching all of those guys for, you know, body language and... You know, yeah. Are they meeting somebody important? Is there someone else we should be getting to know? You know that kind of stuff. Uh, Mylera it has a couple of her sergeants appear with her. It looks like they're having a grand time. Uh, they have some drinks. They've obviously had a couple of more drinks. Uh, and they are currently singing uh, some sort of song in Eruvian. As far as, like, Rorik in Alyssa's body and... Uh, the other two that he's with, uh, they are not seated the most closely to you, so it's kind of hard to overhear what they're saying, uh, but they seem to be in uh, some sort of more serious conversation than that. You've probably noticed that there are like people standing around around the walls that seem to be some sort of like bodyguards that are just kind of lurking in the shadows. Uh, they are not Rorik's bodyguards. Does it not look like they work here? Uh, no, they do not look like they work here. In fact, their uniforms match Karthoris's. Karthoris was the guy that hired y'all to look into Rorik's death. You knew him to be the, uh, the leader of a group of mercenaries hired by the Hive, which was the, is the, uh, merchant cartel. Do we ever get the, the rest of our money from that? I mean, you definitely have by now. I think, yeah, y'all should have 10 coins from that, I think. 
I don't know if we ever... I feel like if I had an extra two coins kicking around. Yeah, don't think we ever came back to it, yeah. I don't think y'all ever did either, because you would have gotten it at the end of the last session. Let's quickly deal with that then. We'll make sure we have our coins. Doesn't Cliff owe a coin to the group? Don't we owe Cliff so much for going to prison for us? That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought... He had to pay a coin that he didn't have, so he took it from the group's coin to deal with something last session. That sounds kind of familiar. We decided it came from somewhere else, I believe. What do you do? Two two to each of us and two to the gang? Yeah, sure. How do we put money in our stash? Do we put it in at the same? Uh, I think it's uh, something you can do during downtime. So yeah, y'all could have put that already in your stash if you wanted to. Now the group can only have as many coins as you have boxes for unless uh you get the uh vault upgrade yeah yeah i'm marking three for the group then because glow's gonna pay his his debt yeah so the the law office is bursting with coin currently so karth yep karth is there with rorik and lissa's body the mystery woman and at the other table is myleric clev a couple of her sergeants, including Taylor Swift Whistle. Mm, all right. Taylor went out and joined the Red Sashes. Yeah. I'm glad my lawyer was amenable to that uh, arrangement. I guess we should probably go say hello, you know, after we've had uh, uh, some noodles or something. So, uh, Iskra, your gaze kind of wanders, and you notice that downstairs, some of the people at the long table seem to be, like, really really into their noodles like your buddy cliff here is really going to town on his bowls but not like those guys down there those guys love their noodles so much that they're sticking their face straight in their bowls and it looks like they're eating their noodles like a horse at a trough that's concerning that's that's not how people usually do are we really here to judge all cultures and they're eating yes yes we are I'm going to elbow the person sitting next to me, whoever that happens to be, like, look at these weirdos. What are they doing? Who's sitting I'm just, next I'm to just me? eating, Iskra. Calm down. I haven't had food in a while. <laughs> you try eating prison food. Look at the people down there. That person has noodles going into his nose. Oh, well. I mean, it's good, but it's not that good. As y'all are watching, y'all see uh, another person slam their face into their noodle bowl. Is it anyone up here doing that? Like Malera's people? No one are... up here seems to be doing that. Can I tell from up here if they're all are these guys eating like the they're getting the same types of noodles? Or is it a special order? Like can I tell what they're eating? The way that this noodle place tends to work is like you like choose what your noodles are and your different toppings. So like everyone has like the same base of noodles. It looks like. Yeah, but is everybody getting the same toppings too or no? Uh, no, it's, like, different toppings. Like, uh, Mylara has some sort of, like, uh, red pepper strips on top of her noodles with some sort of sauce, also red. She seems to be really into red things. Rorik (laughs) seems to be eating... Uh, Jeremy, I think what he was getting at is the people who are going nuts about their food, are they all seeming to be eating the same thing? Uh, Why don't you make a survey check? I say to the group, why why doesn't one of you make a survey check and see if they're (laughs) eating the same type of noodles? Uh, I have no survey skills. I'm already surveying my own bowl. I ain't got time for that. I've got one tick in survey, and I've sort of been paying attention, so I I imagine I would have noticed. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you an extra die, so. Okay. Uh, Control? Uh, yeah, y'all are still controlled. 
standard one bonus die. Okay, so this is for trying to see if I can figure out why people are so into their soups, right? Yeah. All right, I roll a one and a five. All right, yeah, after some time watching you, you know, a couple of other people decide to start eating the same way. Like, a full, like, half of the downstairs is eating this way, and uh, people around them don't even seem to be noticing. You don't think that people are slamming their own faces into the noodle bowls? It looks like the noodles are reaching up and grabbing people and pulling their faces into the bowls. Um, oh yeah, all right. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's, that's when you notice that your your noodles are starting to wiggle. Who's Virgil's? I I Virgil noticed that, or we all no- noticed that. Uh, Virgil notices that, like he uh, after you notice that, he like looks at his bowl, and his noodles are uh, are starting to stir. All right, I turn. O- I look at Cliff and look at his like six bowls that are left. And I, uh, what do I see? Do I see like a uh, monster forming? It does look like the noodles are starting to wiggle all the way around. All right, I, I slap, um, I slap Cliff and say, "Your noodles are alive." What is wrong with you, Virgil? <laughs> I, I'm just trying to enjoy my dinner. Look at the noodles. They're, 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 they shouldn't be moving. It's mushroom. It's mu- supposed to be mushroom. I what? told you that something was weird with the chef. I'm gonna I'm gonna stab the mushroom with my chopsticks and see what happens. I mean, it's a real mushroom. Is it still wiggling? The noodles are still wiggling. I'm gonna stab the noodles. All right, make a uh, make a wreck roll. <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> we have to eat them before they eat us. Wreck, wreck your noodles. It's just Jeremy thing. Oh, I'm in a control position. We determined that already. Uh, controlled like effect, great. Yeah, it is going to be great because noodles have a weakness to chopsticks. There you go, a six. Yeah, so you do that thing where you're, like, able to, like, whip all of the noodle, the entire noodle bowl around your chopsticks and unhinge your mouth and just shove the whole thing into your your mouth. So I want to, you know, as I put this monstrosity inside of me, I'm going to bite off some of the noodle. I want to like look at a like a cross a cross section of it. Like, is it you know dough all the way through, or is it? Yeah, it's dough all the way through. It it like I mean it, they taste like exceptionally good mushroom noodles. Okay, do I feel something moving inside of me? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> you chewed that <laughs> bastard up. <laughs> I I stand up and I I slap Cliff on the back and say, "Good work, keep at it." And I grab Eskra and said, "We need to go to the kitchen." I'm grabbing the next bowl and do the exact same thing on my chop. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm going to the kitchen. I mean, if you want to come, you you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, no, but... that's fine. I can go to the kitchen. And so Sophia will come. Let's all go to the kitchen, Let's besides Cliff, kitchen. who's doing important work. <laughs> <laughs> Eating five more bowls. I'll follow, but I'm not going to like gonna hold a bowl and maybe cradle another like in the crook of my shoulder as we... And you're like uh, punching the noodles with your fist when it starts getting uncontrolled. I'm, I'm bringing... I'm like stacking a bowl on top of a bowl and just trying to eat as we go. You uh, make your way down the staircase uh, in a hurried fashion, and when you get to the bottom of the stairs to the main floor of of the noodle shop the noodle palace uh some of the people like have lurched to their feet uh with their noodles like wrapped around their head and some of them are like 
grabbing other patrons and like pushing their faces into their noodle bowls. The noodles are like whipping around people's heads. That's the scene. Is there a member of the waitstaff who is similar in build to Sophia? Um, that sounds like a luck check to me. Is there a luck mechanic uh, or should I just roll a... Just roll a die. A d6. A four. Okay, yeah, there is. You know, my plan is to entice them into the bathroom, transpire to them, and get their clothes. (laughs) So I can dress up like a member of the waitstaff. So it would be a sway, I assume. Sway someone with with my charm. I asked Iskra how long it takes for people to suffocate. That really depends. When they've got noodles that are fighting their way into their mouth, how long does that take? Thank you all for listening to Moxie. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment on SoundCloud, Podcasts, or wherever you listen. If you'd like to hear more from Jeremy, you can check out his Amazon page. If you'd like to see some of the cute squids and other sea creatures and penguins and whatnot that Tabitha makes, you can visit her on Etsy at Quiet Nova Studios. All right, so that is it for now. So thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Ah, two six. That's still a six. There you go. So the way Sophia's been that she probably, like, marked this particular waitress as soon as she walked through the door. Yeah. And yet you see her walk into one of the side rooms. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just, I'll just, you know, go behind her and say, uh, you know, hey, hey, honey, how, how are you? And then I'll, tr- you know, just hit her with a transpatter, which makes cool. her uh, not unconscious, but susceptible to hypnotism, uh, or similar to hypnotism, and I just, uh, I get her clothes, or get her uniform. Tell her to hang tight. Don't eat the noodles. Mark uh, one of the uses off of that, and as you take the clothes off, you notice that, like, under her clothes, she had noodles wrapped all around her. That's normal. I'll give the clothes a good shake to make sure there's no noodles hanging in the clothing, and then when I come out, I'll let people know that the, you know, waitstaff is already, they've already been noodled. But noodled. Yes. Jeremy, just a clarification. She was a human covered in noodles, not a human made of noodles. Correct. She was a human covered in noodles. In fact, as you are taking the clothes off of her, you notice that, like, she didn't really seem to be, like, all there beyond what the trance powder normally does. And the noodles seem to have been wrapped around her in such a way that they could, you could imagine that they were controlling her movements. Yeah, gross. But I understand. So I'll, I'll lead the way into the... If we're going to the kitchen, then Sophia can lead the way and it will look official, you know? It takes an average of seven minutes for a human to suffocate. Okay. Did that take seven minutes? Uh, that probably took like two. I mean, they're going to be... All their, the worst case, they'll become benoodled, you know? It's okay. They're not going to die. Yeah. All right. So how are y'all going to get past these noodle zombies? I mean, I, I'm dressed like one of them, so I'll just play play it like I'm a noodle zombie. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I think Sophia can get past. What do the rest of you do? Uh, I mean, just do what I did. Act like a noodle zombie. I'm trying to think if I could learn anything more about this weird electroplasmic energy source in the kitchen without going into the kitchen. I feel like I'm, wouldn't think to like get a disguise. I've been long headed to the kitchen while all that was going on. Well, there are noodle zombies that are going to be trying to accost you and introduce you to their high noodle lord. Uh, I tell them I'm fine, and I continue well, I walking. Mean, I'm just going to the bathroom. 
I'm just going to the bathroom. Well, that's where uh, Sophia was at. D- a different bathroom. The one over <laughs> the, here. Yeah, so they uh, they believe in forceful conversion. I resist, maybe, and maybe make my way back to uh, Sophia if they're not going to let me through. Well, Sophia's already through. No, I mean, I'm saying I, th- I did this earlier while oh, you before, were doing yeah, your whole trans powder yeah, yeah. stuff. So I'm not attacking them unless they're they're actually assaulting me. I'm just... Like, you probably notice them, like, turn and start lurching towards you in enough time to turn around uh, and get away from them. And they're not responding to my, like, pleasantries of going to the bathroom. No, I mean, these are dudes with noodles wrapped around their heads. They seem to be but pretty, But we didn't uh, notice any, any weird thing with the waitress or whatever. They're just suddenly, everybody's, like, jaw flapping like zombies. Uh, yeah. That's what carbs do to you, man. Yeah. They were so hungry, I guess. Just well, so hungry. Yeah, so like you're 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 like sneaking around and stuff. so these uh these waiters, they're actual noodles, like visible noodles hanging out and stuff now. That was uh, I their, mean, their if, mouths up and down making groaning sounds. Like once Sophia comes out and mentions something about it, you uh can probably notice that. Yeah. And I, I would posit that if you want to have to, if you want to have noticed it earlier and do something about it, you can just probably make a flashback. That's nah, alright. <laughs> So I I tried to just bust my way into the kitchen. That didn't work. So I pass Sophia and say, I don't know, man. They're acting zombie-y, but go for it if you want to try and sneak past them. Actually, you know what? I'm going to help. I'm going to try to distract uh, these noodle zombies. All right. Uh, what you going to do? So I have finished my two bowls since we discovered, you know, <laughs> stuff's going down. So I'm ready for a third. Yeah, you know, we're gonna sneak around them, but I'm coming up there like, "Hey, where's you know? I need, I need thirds. I need more." And surely they will, you know, want to give me more noodles, considering that's their entire existence. So I'm gonna try to use that as an excuse to draw them away from the doors. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you. Don't, I don't think you even have to roll for that, because um, they're definitely gonna just lead you to a bowl. A fresh bowl, and uh, you hear from underneath their noodle mass, partake of the noodle lord. Okay, so I see their <clears throat> noodles, their mass. So I'm going to grab a, uh, you know, a little jar of soy sauce on the table next to me. I'm going to, you know, quickly open it, splash it on their face. Try to blind them. The old soy sauce blinding trick. You should use <laughs> sriracha. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, there's probably like a red pepper, you know, <laughs> sauce or paste or something. I was just thinking of... You know, just kind of standard noodle fare, but yeah, there's are, a jar of Are you of, attacking like, the person pepper. or attacking the noodles? Yes. So there's zombies, and they're kind of noodles hanging out, you know, around their appendages. You said they're kind of noodles, kind of covering their face. I imagine mummy like just kind of tendrils hanging around. That's the people downstairs. The wait staff oh. are like, so you're go, uh, you're approaching the wait staff. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, so yeah, like they, the patrons they, are the ones with noodles around their heads. Okay, so they're not—they're not apparently, you know, obviously, conspicuously noodle people yet. The waiters. Correct. Are. Yeah. Okay. Well, like they're I'll just going that, around uh, carrying noodles about. So the waiters are not covered in noodles. If you look at them now, you can see like bits of noodles like sticking out from underneath a collar or hanging it oh, uh, okay. from a cuff. They're still under noodle control. But they aren't the ones who have been dunking their heads in noodles. That's been the patrons. Yes. Um, okay. uh, yeah. The the wait staff are still like walking around carrying trays full of 
steaming noodle balls out and giving them to people. I want to try and sneak into a rear kitchen entrance, like an alley entrance. So I'm going to try and leave. There's about the same number of noodle zombies to the kitchen or to the exit. Okay. I turn to my my bros and say, I think we're going to have to fight our way into the kitchen or out of here. I thought I distracted them from the kitchen. Do you successfully do that? So let me let me make sure. Let me make sure. Hold on, hold on. Let me make sure I get this right. So Sophia tailed somebody into the bathroom to steal their clothes so she could pretend to be a waitress. Correct. Uh, we tried to go, or at least Virgil tried to go into the back, but was denied because there's, you know, two wait staff like guarding the doors. Well, no, it's not the wait staff that stopped Virgil. The noodle zombies who have gotten up are like grabbing people and stuffing their faces full of noodles. And a couple of those, when he started getting close, turned to try to grab him. Okay. So those are the people that I'm going to splash hot pepper sauce on and try to eat their faces instead. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wreck it. Uh, okay. So we've got sort of two two enemy types, if I'm going to be crude. We've got the waiters who are under noodle control, and we've got the patrons who are being turned into noodle zombies, right? That's right. I see. Okay. The only thing the waiters seem to be interested in are passing noodles out. And we they're not responding to, our, to us talking to them. Uh, I mean, not really. I'm thinking of accepting a devil's bargain to try to really eat their faces. Maybe the devil's bargain is... I've hit the limit of human consumption, and I'm going to be <laughs> you, can eat. you know, in a, a carb coma like almost immediately. Yeah, I'm fine with that devil's bargain. I don't know, Virgil, you maybe want to help me, maybe, since you're trying to push through? Uh, yeah, I can like grab somebody and hold them. And you just sprinkle, so... some, uh, sprinkle some bonita flakes on them. <laughs> sure, sure. So I take two stress, right, to help him? That's right. Uh, one. Just one, one, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one, one stress. stress. All right. Two to push yourself. It's always better to help someone else than push yourself. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. I'm going to take that regular success or mixed success and use my moxie to make it a critical success. Or a great success. So. A great success, yeah. All right. So, yeah, you are able to push the guys to the ground to the side and just start going to town on the noodles on their face while your friends are able to make it past. And like you know what? It's nap time. I'm gonna crawl up under the table, you know, away from the zombies. <laughs> I'm gonna like hug. I'm gonna cradle one of the empty bowls, and just instantly pass out. The carb coma. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's uh, what's Iskra been doing? Taking samples. You got a pouch Checks full out. of noodles. All right. <laughs> um, just to remind our our uh, everyone here that we have a bunch of allies upstairs. That's a good point. So Virgil turns to Sophia and says, "Like, okay, normally in this situation, I thought I was already. I thought I was already past you guys. That that's right. That's right. Okay. So I I don't share my insight with anyone, and I go back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. So so Sophia, I guess you push into the kitchen all by yourself. Apparently, my teammates are. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying, and Jeremy and Jeremy's like, "No, you got to murder these people." But yeah, hold on, hold on. Really oh, why? Why do you have to murder people? I got them off your backs. Uh, Jeremy. 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 Okay. Well, okay. Hold yeah. on. Let me clarify then. So I was assuming. Can I get into the kitchen? Can I just follow yes, Sophia th- into the kitchen? 
you can. I thought I'm that you said that, that you were going yeah. back upstairs. All right. Well, uh, uh, Sophia, when Sophia told me we have allies upstairs, I assumed I that meant Sophia was telling me I couldn't follow her necessarily. Okay. Sorry. No, I was I was gently suggesting to Tabitha that she makes herself right. useful. Okay. Nah. I follow. So there's two of us going into the kitchen. Tabitha's taking samples, and uh, as usual, Cliff is uh, rolling around on the ground. It's just mode. like the canal incident all over again. Just like the canal all over again. <laughs> That's why we sent him to prison. Although he, did, he has done more more damage against the enemy than any of us so far. So, All right, so yeah, you push your way into the kitchen, and it is an uh, incredibly well-lit kitchen full of steam, uh, it's incredibly hot back here. There's a giant fire blazing in the middle of this kitchen. On that fire is a giant cauldron, and there is a man, you know, stirring a big wooden spoon. This cauldron seems to be full of noodles, and his head is also covered in noodles, but this one's a little weird because it's kind of got, like, a bob over his head. Like a Bob's Burgers bob? No. Like, like an like, anglerfish? Yeah, kind of like an anglerfish uh, that's sticking over his head and is swaying back and forth. Uh, there are different assistants running around in the kitchen, pulling noodles out of this big pot, preparing the different sides and sauces to go on the noodles and throwing them into those big bowls to for the waiters to carry out to uh, the rest of the patrons. But yeah, you've made it into the kitchen and you see that scene. I'd say that there's definitely a weird vibe coming from that pot of noodles. Sometimes when the dude stops stirring, like the noodles like start reaching out of the pot until he starts stirring them again. I was gonna lean over to Sophia and be like, should we try and reason with him? How do you reason with a bunch of noodles? <laughs> I'm looking for like, I don't know, it's gonna, it's gonna be like cooking oil here, right? I would think so. No, not in a kitchen. Come on. Yeah, there's definitely cooking oil. Uh, I want to find like a cask of cooking oil. M- like, maneuver one close to the fire, like close to the the bubbling cauldron. You know, whatever's heating that up, a fire or whatever. And I want to like open it and dump it over so it, you know, floods the ground with flaming oil. Ideally, floods into the other oil barrels as possible. All right. So you're trying to set up a maneuver to set the kitchen on fire. Yeah, I mean. I think that would help. <laughs> You're dressed like a waitstaff. Let's uh, let's get that started with a roll. Uh, what do you guys think? What sort of? Uh... I do have cloak and dagger, which when I when I throw off a disguise, the resulting surprise gives me initiative. So if they're, I'd like to do it in disguise, but if I'm about to be stopped, I will throw off my disguise and use that last initiative to you know make it happen. Right. Uh, but it still gives you, uh, Cloak and Dagger still gives you a plus one uh, yes. to your rolls. I don't think that'd really be Prowl. I mean, I think, I hate to say it, but I mean, because I, I don't want to roll Wreck, but I think it's Wreck. <laughs> I mean, I could Wreck shit. I'm good at Wrecking. Unless you'll, unless you'll let me just do a, a like a Prowess. Um... What about Command? Could you Command some of the, the zombies to do it for you? Do you have Command? I do have some, I have one, yeah. Oh, you know what? Because I, I, I am, so I am, I was a ship's quartermaster and I had to store oil on a ship. So I know exactly how dangerous it is. Because on a ship, you have to take extra precautions. So I know exactly like, exactly what, you know, like how to undo those precautions to cause a big fire. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll roll that. We're still controlled, right? 
Yep, still controlled. And get a plus one from. I can help a... for sure. If I I can help multiple times, yeah. right? Yeah, give me. So you can help yeah. me, and I'll take the plus one from cloak and dagger. Yeah. Uh, how are stress. you helping her? Uh, I mean, just I'm helping move the barrel around. You know, that's okay. what we're doing, right? Yeah. So uh, that's a four. So that's a mixed success. I can unbox that into a full success. Okay. So yeah, uh, you're able to get that barrel in position. Iskra, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to apparently just fucking leave and uh, go upstairs and tell our allies, like, hey, weird shit's going down in the kitchen. You go back upstairs, and a couple of them have their weapons out. They seem to have noticed that there's strange stuff going on with the noodles as well. A couple of the armed bodyguards that were up there have surrounded the woman that Rorik was talking with. Rorik is currently carving uh, noodles off of Karth Oris's head. Uh, with his dagger. Mylera is in similar straits with her people, but uh, they seem to have uh, kind of gotten that under control, and when they see you, they're like, Ugh, yeah, there's something weird going on here. You said there, there's something in the kitchen? Yeah, that's where it's all coming from. Come on, Red Sashes, let's go. And uh, Mylera's gonna Just lead her people Karthoris. downstairs. He's fine. Just leave him covered us. The uh, the woman that Rory Swift kind of gives like a wry smile and says, "Yes, he can be overbearing, but he is necessary." Uh, come on, men, let's get him and let's go. And Lissa will meet you next time. <laughs> she and her bodyguards are gonna fight their way out, or rather, her bodyguards and Carthoris are gonna fight their way out. She's just gonna kind of walk. Okay, so uh, back in the kitchen, uh, you guys, what are you going to do, uh, Tabitha, after uh, you get everyone informed and uh, send people on their way? I mean, I'm going to go back down to the kitchen and see if I can help. Uh, yeah, so as you come in, you see, uh, you see Sophia and Virgil rolling a barrel of oil towards the fire and getting it set up to pop the top and push it over. Um, guys, would you like to not do that? I feel like fire will kill the noodles. Well, yes, but it will also kill the you. So how about we don't no, we'll do... we'll leave. It's all about controlled burns, right? <laughs> okay, but dumping a barrel of cooking oil is hardly controlled. How about you just pop the top off of that sucker and let me drop a twist match into it? Feel free. So we're going to make a weird oil bomb? And then run, yes. And this is more controlled? I mean, would you rather have the oil burning in one central spot long enough for you to run away from it at least? Or would you rather dump it on your own feet? While catching so, it on So fire? what's the plan <laughs> I'm not so what's sure the what the plan here? is. I just wanted to help <laughs> Sophia. <sighs> we well, don't have a plan. I think it was to We've dump it on the plan. on the main on the main guy, right? And then set light him up like uh, you know. It's, yeah, I was just basically gonna okay. dump the oil onto the fire and run away, and it was gonna you know coat the floor in burning oil and burn, burn. probably burn down this horrible building that needs, needs to go away. Kill everyone inside. I would I would like to avoid burning the whole building down. Sure, I mean only the block. No, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> like Look, there are in just cleared here. all of our heat so <laughs> so it's time to fill that track right back up <laughs> okay so how about we stop trying to burn shit down and focus on like there are other ways of killing this one person who appears to be the center of the problem 
So what, you want me to cast my freaking lightning bolt at him? Is that what you all want? Is that what you see me as? A lightning machine? Yes. Basically. (laughs) Who has to rain sex with ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) You've never had a problem killing people with lightning before. Hang on, we can kill two birds with stone. Alright, here's the deal. With lightning. I'll go up to the guy and I'll be like, here we got a special order. We need some special, special ingredients. Come take a look. And when he goes over to the barrel, we'll sh- the wheel of oil will shove his head into it. And then he can set it on fire and it'll kill him. I'm all for trying that. Or we could stab or him. Like, this seems really complicated for no reason. Stab him in the neck? Most like, things die. If you die. would rather stab, then go ahead. I have He's a living noodle rules. man. You think stabbing him <laughs> is going to do it? I will not stand in your way. I just know that I am ready to set this building ablaze at a moment's notice. Stopping work well, for Apparently me. you can destroy the living noodles just by biting through them. So, I mean, I'm not going to bite him, but I feel like a knife would do much the same trick. Yeah, I mean, Sophia just like, you know, she, she, she's just like a wait- waitress and in her finest maitre d' thing, she just, you know, motions with one hand. So, you know, be my guest. And I motion with the other. Create a little corridor for her to go on her stabbing adventure. <laughs> Can I wreck this thing? Show us. I do it. Jeremy, can I wreck the noodle demon? Yeah, go right ahead. I'm gonna wreck it. Go wreck I'm, that mother. Is this risky or controlled? Uh, y'all are still in a controlled position. Somehow. Somehow. I can change it at a moment's notice. <laughs> oh, Double sixes. Oh, wow. Wow. Double sixes. Okay. I wrecked the shit out of it. How do you wreck this guy? So I think back, okay, so um, Cliff, or whatever his name is, wrecked the living noodles with his teeth. So I'm going to use my knives to much the same effect, just bigger and over a wider area. And I'm just going to cut and cut and cut and cut until it's in little tiny pieces. You ever, you ever see somebody shred beef, you know? Yeah. So, so you're going specifically for the noodles, right? Is the chef a noodle demon or not, Jeremy? What the, is it? So the the chef is a dude with noodles wrapped around his head and like a dongle on hanging off of that. Okay, I'm going to go for the dongle specifically first and the noodles in general. Excellent. So yeah, you slice through the uh, noodles attaching the dongle to the chef and he just like collapses to the floor and so do all of the wait staff and you hear a, a lot of crashing from the other room as well as the dongle splashes into the pot of noodles all right just as planned now because those noodles were evil we put we, we dump some of the, some of the oil into the thing and set it on fire and we burn off all the noodles in safely safely inside inside the, the iron cauldron yeah, yes. yeah, there, there are definitely noodles trying to crawl out of that cauldron now that they're no longer longer being stirred. So, well, uh, I, said, but I, was, you, I am ready. Yeah, you're ready. So I guess that's gonna be a wreck. I'm putting the oil now. We're putting the oil in to the cauldron. That's to right. Light on fire. Yeah, yeah. You, it sounds like you got Virgil over there helping you. And I will throw off my disguise. All right. Uh, yeah, the noodles, noodles are, are surprised, surprised that you aren't on their side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I get a die from that? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you. I mean, I guess I guess I get the die for having the disguise either. I'm not going to double die, yeah. I'll get one from <laughs> Yep, the noodles are taken aback and stop crawling out for a moment. Virgil, you, help me with this, you know? Do you want me to help you again, Sophia? <laughs> you know what? I mean... I've been I'll... helping everybody. 
You're like, oh, if you're not going to shoot your lightning, just help me do yeah, this. So ba- I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying basically. to go to school and learn all the lawyer stuff, but I'll help you anyway. So all right. one more st- stress for good old Virgil here. You're just going to go have weird ghost pegging You just talk about fun. my ghost sex <laughs> adventures like it's a fun time for me. You know, if, uh, if it's not fun, you're probably doing it wrong. All right, does anyone want to spend the moxie to boost that? Virgil will spend his moxie, because what else is he going to do with exactly. it? Virgil, you're such a helpful guy. You're, we're so glad to have you. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that the oil is uh, is about to miss some of the pot, so I just give uh, uh, Sophia a little shove to, you know, an aggressive little shove. She's a little bit closer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Virgil and Sophia, y'all have the lid off the oil bar- barrel already, and you're able to heave it up and start chugging, chugging, chugging it into the pot. Uh, some of the noodles grab it and just pull the whole thing in. Uh, but y'all don't get snagged by those. But that whole barrel's in there. Just gonna drop a thing into there. Yeah, light her up. I light her up. That sounds like a hunt. <laughs> Fuck you, it Throwing does not. that match in there. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Jeremy? Nah, nah. We can we can just say you throw that in there, and <laughs> there's a big conflagration as the uh, boiled noodles are now fried noodles. <laughs> now they are no longer fried noodles. Now they are burnt noodles, and now they're crispy noodles, and now they're... Now they're ashy noodles. (laughs) As the oil catches fire and big boiling black smoke fills this kitchen. Uh, Luckily, y'all had the fire contained well enough that it doesn't spread past its contained location of this big black cast iron cauldron. It eventually burns out. In the meantime, obviously... It would be wrong of us not to take advantage of the situation we've created. Surely this this noodle business is doing brisk work. Oh yeah. Surely there there is a cash a coin box somewhere. There most certainly is. Yes. Is is gonna come with us. A Virgil, you know that that uh, strong uh, electroplasmic energy that you sensed is still inside that pot. Hmm. I want to look look in the pot. I guess. Okay. I mean, it's it's on fire. It's going to take that oil some time to go out unless you have a way you want to put it out. I turn to Sophia and say, hey, grab some grab some salt, that salt from over there. Let's put this fire out. So uh, that, that is not how you put out an oil fire. <laughs> okay, how would you put out an oil fire? Put, put the lid on. Sure, let's put the lid on first. <laughs> All right. Put the lid on it. Yeah, so uh, Sophia, while she's uh, gathering up the big money box yeah sophia's got her priorities straight yeah (laughs) yells over put a lid on it and yeah after a few moments you can take the lid off and there's just charred black thick oil very very hot still but no longer on fire in the bottom of the big pot it does look like there's still something in the bottom but that grease is super burnt and you can only make the vaguest outline of some sort of round object down there all right i'm gonna say i've got some climbing gear on me you know like some ropes or something that i can use to sort of fish it out of there yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah, you, you're okay, able careful, to... Sophia yells. She backs upwards, you know, she's backing down the hallway, dragging a trunk full of money. There's also that halberd-sized wooden spoon, so... Sure, I, I fish it out with some implements, like a like Yeah, a you're able to get this thing out, and it looks like a strange chunk of rock. Eerily similar to the strange chunk of rock you already have. Does the chunk of rock I already have, does it seem to be reacting to this one? Do you have it with you? Probably not. Does it ever leave your side? Probably I don't have it with me, no. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, if you don't have it with you, it does not react to it. Well, yes, of course. It might react. We don't actually know. It could be back at the hideout reacting. No, I'm I'm (laughs) sure. Yeah, I'm just saying it's probably, uh, if we were going out on a night drinking, this thing that nearly sucked my own soul out, I'm probably not going to have it on my person. Um, So, okay. Well, I put it in my pocket. All right. Yeah. So are you guys going to hang out till all of the patrons wake up? Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. I'm Let's already dragging this, you know, corn out the back door. Yeah. I, I, I turn oh. to Sophia and say, you want me to help you with that, too? No, I want you to go get Cliff. Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess he imbibed <laughs> too much noodle. Look, we forgot about Cliff twice somehow in the same adventure. I guess someone should yeah. get Cliff. I was so, worried that I, I you know, were going to set so the place on fire and then not get Cliff. <laughs> He would have just suffered. You were worried, but you weren't going to say anything. So, yeah, that was. uh, We solved your noodle puzzle. You (laughs) have solved the panic at Briscoe's Noodle Palace. All right. Uh, we I made that so much more complicated would you, for uh, everybody. I'm sorry. Would, would you say, Jeremy, it was panic at the Briscoe? Y- yes. Exa- oh. Exactly. <laughs> what do we What do we get at? What's What's our haul? Let's see. So the payoff for this here heist. I hope y'all enjoyed the not the not normal heist sort of thing. It was good. Oh, to that have was a, good. A good break, yeah. All right. So for the payoff, you earn two rep per score by default. If the target of the score is higher, plus one, lower, minus one. Uh, if you keep it completely quiet, so no one knows about it, you earn zero rep. Uh, I'd say that this is just gonna be like a normal tier sort of thing. So y'all can get two rep out of this. Yeah. It's it's it, the actual events were quiet, but we but our, our all of our allies saw us there doing stuff, so that it'll get around. Right, yeah, like they the people know. who need to know that y'all are involved know you were involved. So yeah, I must say that this was a big score. Uh, so eight coin. So just we'll just do two each because the vault is full. Are y'all gonna pay Rorik? I guess this isn't really his turf, is it? Yeah, that's true. It's not that turf, so and it wasn't like it was a and no no one from this turf knows we were here. So I think we can skate. Uh, he does. He knows we're here because he's also here. But Rorik doesn't really have any control over the docks. If we were doing a score in the docks, we'd have to pay the dock people, but we, we don't know them. They don't know us. So, After a score conflict with an opponent, you take heat according to the nature of the operation. I'd say that this is probably loud and chaotic. So for heat. Is it associated um, with us, though? I mean, we... We're like good Samaritans here. It's yeah, we true. Saved everyone. I suspect if we'd stuck around and told the police what happened, we probably would have generated less heat, but no then, point. Yeah, because y'all definitely uh, took uh, <laughs> took Briscoe for everything he was worth. <laughs> Both his magic item and his money item. <laughs> so, you know, 
I think there'll be some blowback on us for that, heat-wise. So we're going to go for heat. I'm going to do plus one uh, for a high-profile target because Briscoe had been advertising everywhere. I don't know if uh, Briscoe's business model can survive this sort of uh, apocalyptic thing happening on his first night. We'll see. Uh, Plus one heat if it's on hostile turf. It's not, and you're not at war. And no killing was involved. So no extra heat from that. Good job not killing anyone, guys. (laughs) If we get one heat because it's a higher target, don't we get one rep for a higher target? Uh, Well, it's not a higher tier target. It's just a high profile target. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Because everyone knew that Briscoe's was opening tonight. Fair. But that should just have your heat at five now. So anyone want to go to prison? Clear that out? Oh, prison? No. Cliff, you want to go to prison? Go for a while? Cliff, you want to go? I can't go back. (laughs) <laughs> he just got out yeah but it's it's not as much of a cost to the rest of us you know or to you i mean because like you did it's like taking a longer vacation right you know it's not that much harder just take like a longer vacation i think we can i was, we can new deal with Peter, I was so, gone so, for yeah. a month and i'm out for a day and you've already like ransacked my law offices completely destroyed we didn't it. We, you know, we, you take me to a noodle bar, and there are noodle zombies there. More ghosts. But you got, it was all you could eat, and we didn't even realize it, you know? <laughs> and look, to be fair, Virgil's shtick is now ruining small businesses. Is it? Well, you, you, you ruined Cliff's law business, and then you ruined Briscoe's noodle <laughs> shop. His law office has not been harmed by taking on a new lawyer. Come on. Several. Se- remember, several. <laughs> At all means, you know. All Cliff Claw so, at all. all. So, so Bob. the rest of you guys are wanting to learn about that law there. No, I don't need anything with the law. I just want the title. Did y'all uh, like go into the uh, city records and have Cliff's dad posthumously adopt y'all? That way, you didn't have to pay for a new sign. It can still say Cliff Cla- uh, Bob Claw and Sons. <laughs> I think we just tacked on at all in like a different font. Yeah. To the sign, yeah. Yeah, we had Iskra, like, whip up some ink. She, like, smiled a little bit and gave us a foul substance. It's made from walnuts, you weirdos. Uh, did y'all write it in Comic Sans? Of course we did, Jeremy. Well, Comic Sans is supposed to look like handwriting, so, sure. All right, so let's roll four entanglements. Three, gang trouble or questioning. One of your gangs or other cohorts causes trouble due to their flaws. You can lose face, forfeit rep equal to your tier plus one, make an example of one of the gang members, or face reprisals from the wronged party. Or the blue coats grab an NPC of your crew or one of the crew's contacts to question them about your crimes. Uh, who do the blue coats think is most vulnerable? Make a fortune roll to see how much they talk, or pay the blue coats off with two coin. So y'all can choose between those two options. Do you want your newfound gang to get y'all in trouble? Or do you want the blue coats to pick up one of your contacts? I think paying them off is... Yeah, we... Since we are full up on money already. We made it like bandits. Let's just pay the blue coats off and move, move past. Okay, so who did the who'd they pick up? Just because that might be good to know. Who do the blue coats feel, think is most vulnerable? I think a punch throat probably makes some sense maybe that we maybe there are a couple hanging out there yeah 
Yeah, I mean, you guys yeah. have been associating with the punch throats long enough that the blue coats know that that they're in league with you guys. So they mm-hmm. want to figure out what happened with uh, at Briscoe's, but before yeah. your guys talk or get roughed up, one of the sergeants comes in and lets them out. His purse a little heavier. We could say it's Sprig. I was thinking maybe Sprig is joined up with the uh, punch throats. Okay. That was the second character I made. So maybe he was the guy that got picked up, and then we pay him off, uh, pay off the blue coats that picked him up with the two coins. Yeah. So yeah, he okay. can be the leader of the punch throats. All right. So I took two coins out of the gang uh, coffer. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, it is now downtime activities. Uh, y'all aren't at war, so everyone gets two. Uh, let's start with, uh, Iskra. I don't really need to do my vice. Um, I'm gonna train in insight so that I can ever get a tick in hunt. Okay. That's clever. Do you want to do that twice? Sure. You can't, you can't train the same thing twice in, a, in one downtime. Oh, you're right. I mean, you could say we could, but by the rules, you're not supposed to. I mean, I don't really care one way or the other. If you guys think it's fine to do it, I'm fine with that. If you think it's going to make y'all too powerful too fast. I don't think there's much of a much of a danger of that. I mean, like, honestly, you guys never let it get to be desperate roles, so... Well, we've learned the hard way. Uh, so I'm fine with y'all just spending downtime activities to train up. All right, so... Iskra, how, how are you training your insight? I'm practicing with my darts. All right. Got like a little dart board set up in your workshop? Well, I've also got a bunch of cohorts moving around. It's harder to hit a moving target. Just keep throwing darts at the punch throats? Listen, it trains them too. It makes them more nimble. And if, if not, then true. it helps me practice my medical training. It's a win-win-win. It's it's your hunt and your tinker all in all in one boat. All right, uh, let's go to Cliff next. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and indulge my vice. Uh, we're gonna frame it this time. You know, we're gonna bend the rules maybe a bit and say this is the result of my eating all of those noodles. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and clear four. Mm-hmm. And when I finally do wake up. You know, 24 hours later, I'm feeling pretty good. That's going to be my first one. My next one is going to be healing, which look look up the, how that works. I'm going to get Iskra to help me. roll for you because she's better at it. Yeah, just let Iskra roll yeah. her tinker. Yeah, so I've still got that black eye that I'm just going to say, you know, just it's still minor injury that just never got a chance to heal being in prison. That's a two and a five. It's not great. Okay, so that's uh, two ticks on the uh, on your healing clock. Okay, I've just got one more to fix that black eye, and that should be good. Um, don't forget that y'all have more moxie, so you can spend the point of moxie to get an extra tick in that. Uh, who has moxie? Just Iskra, right? I still well, have- no, because uh, your moxie refills at the beginning of downtime. Oh, okay. I'm going to hold off, I think. That's not too bad, unless anybody just has an extra one they want to... I mean, everyone has Moxie at this point, so... Okay. But if we use it now, we can't use it in the next thing? So your your Moxie fills up at the beginning of downtime and at the beginning of the heist. Oh, okay. So it's free 
Yeah, so unless you plan on doing something else or like doing like an in between activity, like murdering, murdering someone with lightning, someone needs to be your friend. Uh, you know, you should use it. Okay, that was just an example. It has you know no bearing on anything. All right, and so I think my third, since I do have a third, I'm gonna go ahead and spend my bonus downtime action to repair my relationship with uh, Jerem, my bud. Oh, there you go. All right, how are you gonna go about spending more time with him and? trying to repair that reputation well let's go down to the office here and tell him i know a uh, a noodle shop it's really good <laughs> okay of course we'll have to go to uh not briscoe's but i don't know sammy's discount noodle emporium yeah something like that it'll be the one right next door to briscoe's old place conspicuously not you know not the same at all never mind most of the wait staff is the same but uh yeah i'll take him out uh and we'll eat some noodles make that roll then that kind of sounds like Let's either consort, consort. yeah Ooh, okay a three okay so that's one tick on that project clock all right there that's my thing all right well uh so jaren enjoys a bowl of not quite as high-quality noodles as Briscoe's was, but they're still pretty tasty. And you can go ahead and mark your contact back up with him. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and do Virgil. So the first thing I'm going to do is uh, train in a tune. I think that'll be helpful for the other thing I want to do. Uh, so training, do I have to roll anything? I just get ticks, right? Yeah, you, you get two, two ticks because we have training. Yeah, you'll get two board. ticks and resolve. So do I, I get two ticks and resolve, but not directly a tune, right? Yeah, until you get those red checks gotcha. all the that, way. That makes then, sense. Then you, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I did that first, and then I want to start a long-term project to figure out what these stones are. Okay, let's make that a six clock. Okay. And I'll uh, I'll give you something for free if you want to bring these stones uh, in proximity to each other. Yeah, I mean, when I get back to the law office, put them in the same cubby. Okay. Uh, well, like you can tell as they uh, get close to each other, they they pull on each other like lodestones. Hmm. Okay. So they're like magnetic. It seems to be specifically to each other because you haven't noticed that with your other rock before. They kind of want to be together. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I put them together. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, snap together seamlessly, and your rock is now a bigger rock. So I'm gonna write um, my rock is huge in uh, my notes. It's it's probably about fist size now. My rock is fist size. Yeah. You probably may have noticed this already, but sometime in the past month, uh, the half of Lissa's soul that was in the rock has disappeared. Really? Mm-hmm. Along with all of the other souls that were in it. Hmm. So I still have half of Lissa's soul in a spirit bottle, but Correct. no souls in my rocks. Correct. Hmm. Uh, when you make the clock, do you already get the chance to start putting ticks in it? Yeah, or... making a clock costs nothing. Working on the long-term project is the downtime activity. Yeah. So how do you want to go about finding out more about your rock? All right. So Sitara is a dead end because she told me to just throw it into the sea. That's right. I want to try and find out more about this rock, but I also feel 
unsure about who I can ask about it because of Satara's reaction. So I was trying to look through books, but it was taking me a while. Okay. So you're going to be, like, sifting through books? That sounds like a study. Yeah. Study. Okay. I can do that. Does the position and stuff matter? It does not. Okay. I rolled a four. So that's going to give you two ticks, I believe. Okay. And that was both of yours. So Sophia... Well, I guess I'm going to be the responsible person in the group because none of you are going to be responsible. Uh, and I've got to reduce our heat. Just remember next time I need training or not good at something, you know, I'm the only one who... I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out what cares. this soul yeah, disintegrating no, rock is all it's about. It's fine. It's fine. You know, we, we we already know which, like, blue coat sergeant was amenable to these things. And I'll just take him up for some drinks at our tavern and chat him up a little bit. You know, we're the, we're the good kind of people you want in your neighborhood. You know, we're friendly and, you know... <laughs> we want to work to rat at all the bad people. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I will do that first. So five. All right. Clear two heat. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to use a point of moxie and clear three. <coughs> you can use my moxie. Oh, there that? we go. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> all right. So clear three heat then. All right. So we're down to two. And then I will also, again, because I'm the only one who cares about this gang, only one who puts an effort, I will also... Uh, you know, spend some time hanging around the bar trying to find a fence. So our group long-term project, I'll try to make some ticks in that. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. Everyone forgot about I I got, I used my barrel, right? I got rid of that one. That's right. Uh, a three. Oh. I'll use my point of moxie to bump us up to a two, t- two ticks on that, yep. uh, yeah, on that clock. How many ticks are on that clock, by the way? I think it's like th- ten. Ten, yeah. Oh, that's right, because you're trying to find someone specifically that is willing to buy that barrel off of you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. We haven't put any ticks on that yet? Okay. No. Correct. Well, you know, we're well, some of us are starting to you know think about the future of this gang. All right. Uh, let's do end of session. Let's start with Iskra. I did not mark a desperate action. It's not a thing. You address a challenge with technical skill or mayhem. I wrecked shit. True. Yeah. Uh, you expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Not really. I don't think so. Yeah. I can't unfortunately, not this time around. And you struggled with issues from your vice or traumas during the session? No. Yeah. Yeah, y'all are still very trauma-free. All right. Well, let's uh, do Cliff next, then. All right. You addressed the challenge with calculation or conspiracy. Uh, I think my use of condiments would count as calculation. <laughs> So I'm okay. going to say one for that. I don't think I did it I'll multiple times. It. It's just that. Uh, you expressed your belief, drives, heritage, or background. While well, I was driven to gluttony, so yeah, my drive was to eat on ghoul. So I'm going to say yes for that. Uh, you struggled with okay. issues from your vice or traumas. Uh, I, struggled, <laughs> I struggled with the hunger to the point it put me in a coma. But that's not your vice. Your vice is beating people up in the basement. Yeah, well, I think it kind of counts as a vice. You know, it's not... It says trauma, Jerry. My single... He doesn't have any any traumas. Well, it wasn't... You don't think going to the prison is traumatic, Jeremy? Uh, It specifically was not for him because he (laughs) used a point of moxie to make sure it wasn't. Whatever. (laughs) It's not my singular vice, but it was a vice... You know, I did, I did struggle, like, eat the whole time to the point where I 
You know, you it doesn't say any <laughs> vice. It says your vice. I think that's a vice. <laughs> you could say that he was beating up his own body by abusing it with too much food. Yeah. I mean, I ate a bunch of wriggling <laughs> noodle worms. Stretching and so it hit me. Come on. All right, all right. Gonna, all right. Gonna, yeah, that's stretchier than those noodles were. I'm going to say right. yes, and that does give me and an investment. No, I think you just got the two out of that. I, I, don't, I can't allow that third one. What? Okay. You definitely well. didn't struggle with your Pfizer trauma. <laughs> that did not happen. But surely you can shoehorn your background into this. Come on. Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. All right. Uh, let's go to Virgil next. Dress a challenge with knowledge or arcane power. I mean, I, I knew that there was, like, I used the ghost field to, like, see that there was something in the kitchen. So I'm gonna yeah, I'll give that to you because that gave you the first heads up on it. Yeah. The, the other two, express beliefs, drives, heritage, or background, not really. I mean, I heard the guy singing in my mother tongue, but I didn't translate the song because it, it was much too sad. But uh, I struggled uh, with issues with vice or drama. No. Just, just the one tick for me. And finally, Sophia. So I did several deception or influence. Oh, yeah. So that's going to overrun me, but I'll deal with that after. I did use my background once. I'll take that. And I didn't do anything with uh, vice or traumas. Okay. The three total? Yeah, yeah, so that gives you a playbook advancement. Yeah, which I'll figure out where I want to put that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You can think about that over the next upcoming week. I hope you guys had fun with that one. we got to do crew XP. Oh, Which yeah. Also we, yeah, we've we been do doing wrong. <laughs> Technically. So, yeah, let's talk about that because we did make uh, the reputation is quiet professionals who don't leave a trace. So, that's what we're supposed to be doing for the uh, bolster your crew's reputation. Well, don't leave bodies anyway. behind is the word. Uh, yeah, don't leave bodies behind. There's a big difference between a trace and a body. That is true. I would call this a burglary. Because uh, we did steal the money. Yeah, I'll go with it. Contend with challenges of our station. I mean, you did. You did. He wasn't one rep higher than us, but he was a big, high-profile target. Depends on how you want to rule on that one. I think it's gonna. I mean, you give of... us an extra heat. So you have to decide if that's worth the XP or not. Okay. Yeah, we'll give it to you guys. We definitely didn't leave bodies behind. So that is true. You no. Know, feel like we're bolstering our reputation. I think for the most part, y'all acted professionally. And again, like, you know, Malera and stuff, we'll, we'll hear about the, you know, that it wasn't a bloodbath. And we're like, oh, you know, they got, a, you know, they, they got us out of, they ushered us out of there and then they took care of it without, you know, killing anybody. So that'll get back to people. Yeah. And then express the goals, drives, inner conflict or essential nature of the crew. And I mean, I do, I do feel like there was a lot of teamwork. You know, Virgil has found his place as a helper, not a doer. Like that's important, and I think you know my idea was a little reckless, but it was it was there was a better, smarter idea from our smart you know tinkerer person that you know worked good. But that's the end of the of the XB for the crew. So, all right, yeah, I mean, I think y'all are definitely kind of hitting on the notes that make Moxie who Moxie is uh, in that session for sure. So I know that y'all had talked about wanting to. Expand claims, and that's about all that y'all really talked about, other than finding out more about the rock. I think expanding our turf is, is an important. So, Sophia, that's yeah. that's uh, the the next thing we need to work on in her opinion. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely going to okay. give Especially us a like we, better. But I think I mean we we like to use gather info roles, so having us for Dion informants might be really nice. Yeah, 
Sure, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm pretty happy with that. So uh, I'll come up with something for you guys. Which one did y'all want to go for? The regular turf or informants next time? I vote informants. Sure, informants sounds fine to me. I know we. I like the idea of the hagfish farm, but uh, so that gets us closer to that too. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of working towards the hagfish farm as well, so that's fine with me. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's, let's do informants. Well, I'll, I'll plan for so something for informants next time.